Let's go to our next live guest. John Kingston now joins us. And uh, John is, uh, of course, talking about uh, oil and what's going on in that particular area of the country. Although we may, may, do we have John? He's sleeping. Yep. Oh, okay, there he is. <laughs> it looked like you were asleep. I'm not here. I'm in here. I'm in here. In fact, I was on yesterday. I never got up. I've been here for 24 hours. <laughs> oh, okay. Dedication. So, John, as, uh, as you look at the situation, this is, this is, um, Oil continues to baffle me in certain respects, and the fact that you've got, uh, we have, of course, the, the conflict in Israel, and all of a sudden now we see gas prices and diesel prices uh, going down. So what's going on here, and how does this all, is this something, is this a wave that's going to eventually hit soon, or what are we seeing right now? Well, uh, you're, you're right that, first of all, any kind of war, what might be considered a war premium out of the uh, invasion by Hamas of Israel is pretty much out of the market. Uh, it's out of the market because uh, it's out of the market because the, the threat right now of spreading to other countries like to, to, to uh, I was going to say Iran, to Iran, uh, really seems to have faded. That doesn't mean it can never happen. But certainly when there's no oil involved right now between Israel and Hamas. There's no oil production there. So so that hasn't been affected. So what you've got then is um, uh, what, what you've got then, you were there was a concern that this thing might spread to Iran. Maybe it will. Uh, but right now, there really are no signs of it. To the contrary, Iran's production is up several hundred thousand barrels a day uh, over the last six months, probably about 500 to 600,000 barrels a day uh, over that period. That has been a significant factor in why, despite the production cuts put into effect by OPEC plus in May and the additional production cut put into effect by Saudi Arabia in um, in June and cuts that still remain in effect, uh, you really haven't had that much of a run up in price. Uh, Brent right now is, is sitting at about you know $90. And before the cuts went into effect, they were right at about $80. So you know, all that cut, all those cutbacks, and you've really added $10 a barrel to the price of oil. Um, in addition, you've, uh, since, since those cuts went into effect, the U.S. is up about like about a half a million barrels a day. Uh, and there's been also increases out of places like Brazil and Guyana. So when you put that all together, the rest of the world, they really it's not that they did this, did this as a concerted effort, but the rest of the world does seem to have offset uh, a lot of the cuts that were put in place by OPEC Plus and by, uh, and by Saudi Arabia. That's number one. Number two, this was, I thought, the most inter one of the more interesting things I've read this week. Uh, BP's earnings came out, uh, and the uh, current interim CEO, a guy named Murray, o I'm pronounce this right, Murray Oshinslosh, something like that, um, uh, you know, held court on the earnings call, and he talked about uh, diesel inventories and gasoline inventories. Now we know gasoline inventories have been high, but the, you know, general consensus is that diesel inventories have been tight, and that's not what he said on the call. He said. Uh, that that uh, 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 let, me, let me read you right to it. Okay, um, there is much excess capacity for gasoline. Oh, there is not much excess capacity for gasoline in the world right now. But um, I think gasoline and diesel inventories are quite high right now, so, which is really kind of surprising. But where you're seeing that, you're seeing that in the decline in refining margins. So one of the basic ways of measuring refining margins is something called a three two one. You take the price of crude, you multiply it by three. You take the commodity, the futures price of gasoline, you multiply it by two. You take the diesel price, and that's one. You add those together, you convert them all to, to barrels, and you get a spread. That spread was about forty dollars through much of forty dollars a barrel through much of July. It's now down below twenty. 
So this is good news for diesel consumers because it means that, that the really tight market that had sent refining margins so high really has eased, even though the, the formal data that comes out every Wednesday from the EIA isn't really showing that yet, certainly not on diesel. So uh, anyway, that's that's where we're at. Um, you know, the fears of $100 crude that we had through uh, much of the summer, really, uh, and into early fall have really kind of dissipated for now. And looking forward, I know weather plays a factor, especially in diesel, uh, if it gets cold enough. Uh, is there a situation where we're expecting maybe uh, better conditions where we're not going to have as much uh, competition? Or is a cold winter knocking on the, the door? It's a frost in Chattanooga right now, if you hadn't noticed well well let's say something about weather i mean for for oil the purposes of from the perspective of oil consumers we've had a great year okay we had a very mild winter last year we had really no significantly disruptive hurricanes i mean hurricane season is technically over on december 1st but it's november 1st i mean to get a really big hurricane at this time of year is really rare so i think we can kind of shut that one down and then we're sitting on the top of an el nino winter of an El Nino situation this winter, El Nino does tend to decrease, uh, El Nino does tend to keep the price, the the price, ah, let me start again. El Nino does tend to keep the the weather warmer in the Northeast U.S., and the Northeast U.S. is the big heating oil area. So, you know, when you put those three things together, uh, diesel consumers have definitely benefited from the weather over the last year. Yeah, let's, let's hope it keeps up. So then looking forward still and in, uh, in things that uh, obviously things have been going quite well, obviously with the capacity has been met in terms of those other rest of the countries putting in uh, their outputs there as well. Uh, anything you're looking forward to in the not too distant future that could be, I mean, obviously you got Israel and, and Hamas that could possibly go to Iran that's always out there, but anything that could possibly uh, disrupt this market that we're seeing right now? Well, as I kind of said up front, um, the, the war premium is out of the market because the, the threat of moving into other countries, uh, specifically Iran, has dissipated. It, it could come back. You know, we don't know exactly how things are going to play out. So uh, that that would be the uh, uh, that w- that would be really the one factor out there that I think is is certainly significant. Certainly, you got to worry about. But as I said, the great irony here is the market had you know taken on fears of an expansion of the war into Iran uh, and helped dr- drive up the price. And the reality is that the price has been coming down in part because the Iranians have done such a great job uh, in, um, uh, in in raising their production. The other thing here is that one of the reasons that they've been able to produce and supply more is because the U.S. and other countries are not really being real strict about enforcing their various sanctions against Iranians, against Iran, because the reality is they know they need the oil. You know, it's it's like the old joke about somebody who says to the you know psychiatrist. Uh, you know, my, 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 we've got a real problem with my brother. He thinks he's a chicken. And the doctor says, well, why don't you have him committed? And so the other guy says, well, because we need the eggs. And right now they need the oil. So they're really not enforcing the uh, they're really not enforcing the sanctions against Iran, which is leading to significantly higher supplies out of that country. Well, hopefully the situations continue to move towards the positive side and yeah. keep those Houthi rebels in check. As well, heard recently they were launching some rockets. A lot of stuff going on in the region. John, always a pleasure to have you on and get updated, especially what's going on within the oil markets. Looking forward to uh, when's the next Drilling Deep episode and who are you interviewing? Uh, it is on Friday, and I'm talking to Anton, who I'm drawing, drawing a blank now on Anton's name. Uh, he is from the National Motor Freight Traffic Association, which is the LTL Carriers. 
He had a prominent role last week at the cybersecurity conference in Houston that I attended, and he's going to be talking about trucking cybersecurity. Good stuff. Yep, we had him on uh, FreightWaves Presents uh, on Monday there as well. Uh, Antoine Banks, sorry. There you go. There you go. Yep. John, thanks so much for joining us. Okay, thanks. All right, we'll take a short break. We'll come back with more FreightWaves now after this. 